worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, They gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Verses 1 through 20, all of Matthew chapter 28. Father, thank you once again, Father, for the wonderful gift of eternal life, eternal salvation, and thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you did come into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that we could be saved. Thank you for the eternal life that we have through you, and thank you for loving us enough to be willing to give your all to make a way for us to be saved. Lord, anoint us all afresh with the Spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Stir us, Lord, to be about the work of sharing the gospel and the work of making disciples every day of our lives and help us more and more to live so that this is a lifestyle. And Lord, help us to take the wonderful testimony you've given to us and use it broadly, widely, as fully as you desire. We use it to bless the world as we tell them how you saved us. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer.
Father, we're so thankful that you're a God who watches over us. You're a, a God who hears our prayers. And we're so thankful, Father, that you're a God who delivers, a God who responds to our prayers. What a kindness that you would stoop down and care for sinners like us. Be with us today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Rick. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. We are very blessed and honored to have with us in studio today, Brent Austin. He works with us here. What the whole gang is excited that Brent has come in and be with us in studio today. All right. Well, Brent uh, is uh, one of our coworkers here at the American Family Association. He's a producer here in radio here on AFR, board operator, amongst other things. Very gifted and talented gentleman. Uh, Brent, good to have you here on the Hour of Intercession today. Thank you, sir. It's really an honor to be here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I never thought I would be put in this position. (laughs) Well, we're grateful to have you. You know, uh, we have devotion here Monday through Friday here at AFA, and you shared uh, your testimony on one occasion, a very very powerful testimony, a very moving testimony, and so we're grateful to have you today and to have you to share your testimony. So this time I'm going to invite you just to Further introduce yourself, and then I want to ask you to share just your journey with the Lord. Thank you. Uh, I started here in um, May of this year. Uh, I had previously worked landscape jobs. I'd worked odd jobs, um, mostly manual labor. Uh, I've been married uh, nine years. No, excuse me, 12 years. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Uh, to Stephanie, she's a great lady. We won't tell. So. <laughs> I think she's going to find out anyway. <laughs> so she, we've been married twelve years. She's been a real blessing to me. She's, uh, I say, she's she, oh God, and she are the ones who got me to where I am now. Uh, I, if it had been for meeting her, I wouldn't be anywhere near in the situations I, that I find myself in now. And those are good situations, by the way. <laughs> Well, a blessing to have you here uh, on staff. And so uh, tell us about how you came to know the Lord, though. Uh, you want me to start from the very the very first time that I... Wherever you wish to start as well. Well, I'll just start the first of this journey that's uh, ended so far here. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I was... I came from a divorced family. Um, I was pretty much a loner whenever I was, I was small. I liked to play by myself, you know, and stuff. So I'd set up a little uh, radio station in my uh, bedroom, and I would pretend I was a radio DJ. And uh, I would, you know, I would have the Hall of Notes going in the cameo <laughs> and uh, Hank Williams Jr., whatever I could find to play. I loved music, and I f- fiddled around with drums and stuff. I'm nothing serious. And um, probably about five years later, my dad died. I live with my mom, of course, and my dad died, and I just kind of lost interest in the good stuff I had going on, I guess you would say. And I ended up quitting school. I did a lot of uh, odd jobs. I worked at furniture factories and cotton gins. And, and what age were you when your dad passed? Uh, I was around 15, I believe. 15. Yes. And um, I was also running sound, learning to run sound equipment for bands and stuff. And that was good, but that also put me in bars. And, and uh, I spent a lot of time there. But I did learn... Music. I was mm-hmm. I was learning audio equipment and such as that, but I was also in places I didn't need to be. They were sneaking me in. I was underage and mm-hmm. playing in the bars and things. Kind of a negative environment. Yes, sir. Very, very negative. At the time, it was great. You know, I was 
16, 17 years old, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was pretty much telling my own mom, ain't mom was a great person. She was a, a really great Christian lady. I lost her two years ago. Uh, but it never really seemed to rub off on me. Mm-hmm. And she really couldn't control me. So I was just, you know, dad gone. He wasn't, you know, she couldn't call him and go, hey, you need to straighten this boy out. Mm. <laughs> so, so she uh, raised you from that point on as, as a single mom. Then. Yes, sir, she did. Well, and and so, uh, at what point did, well, did you come to know the Lord before your mom went home to be with the Lord? Yes, sir, I did. You did. Yes, okay. sir, I did <laughs> definitely. Uh, probably uh, right around the time I met Stephanie. Of course, I had I had thought that I was a Christian at one time, you know, but. My life didn't reflect that, and mm-hmm. um, I I was I had been divorced probably about five years when I met when I met Stephanie, and um, she was a real inspiration to me, mm-hmm. and she she showed me you know you can still play your music, mm-hmm. and but you're gonna have to do it in church. I was like, say what? <laughs> so she well, was a believer when you met her. She was. Mm-hmm. She was. She was a real big believer. She, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, "If you're gonna date me, you're gonna do something different." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I did something different, and you mm-hmm. know, it, 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 but it, it came to be that that God was God was doing that. I thought I was just you know doing what she wanted me to do, but mm-hmm. I started playing music in church, mm-hmm. and I, I auditioned for a. Uh, a drummer role and I got it and uh, I've been serving ever since uh, we got married we helped start a uh, a camp a North Star campus here in Tupelo and I played there and uh, you helped to you helped to start a church here in Tupelo yes sir another campus there was already one in South Hill and we helped start one in Tupelo too and I was I was actually blessed to be a part of that mm-hmm. okay. and uh, so I've been serving in one way or another in church ever since that's good. So your wife's witness had a big influence on you. Coming oh, definitely. To know Christ, Most yeah. definitely. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and so at, at what point did you come to know Christ? Was it uh, while you were dating or? Yes, sir. That's right. Okay. So did she lead you to Christ? Um, No, she uh, she had a big influence. She kind of let me, you know, go on my own and at my own pace. And, you know, and, but I, I pretty much... Uh, he just kind of grabbed me one day, and he's like, "Look, this is this is what you need to do." Mm-hmm. And so, uh, did you come to know Christ in a church setting, or maybe just at home, just between you and the Lord? Or? Just at home. That's just good. Between That's me, good. And, yes, sir. Well, you know what's powerful about the way the Holy Spirit draws people is, you know, of course, everyone's journey is different. Yes, sir. But we know it's always the Holy Spirit that draws, and uh, outside of the Holy Spirit, it's not happening. You know, so and. and and, you know, uh, praise God for the fact that you had a, a fiancé that was living for Christ so that you could see Christ in her because that makes all the difference in the world. And that's what every believer is called to do, to live in such a way that people can see Jesus through our words, our actions are added to the things we say, the things we do as well. And so, and so, is she, so I guess she's very much aware that, that she was a great influence on you coming to know the Lord then. Oh, yes, she is. Uh Actually, she and our uh, director of radio here went to school together, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of 
you're like, wow, you know, I, I just really started noticing this whole story in the past few months. Just it was in my, it, I don't know why I didn't really realize it. And um, I think what uh, set it off was me doing devotional here mm. and seeing that, you know, uh, Jonathan came to me at church and he's like, would you like a radio job? Mm. And I'm like, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, mm. you know and, and then here I am and it all started from you know a mm. little little pretend radio station in my bedroom to to here I never th- you know I always saw myself playing in a, a you know just a regular old radio station playing you know the rock music and the blues and all that stuff that I liked you know even even rap and stuff I, I like all kinds of music and uh, mm. I, I never thought I would be here producing a, a, a talk show and mm. so it's uh but I've always liked talk radio too. I've always listened to, you know, just like Gene Shepherd and uh Garrison Keeler and uh even Rick Dees, you know, just all the <laughs> I was been influenced by radio. Mm. And to to come here is a big step, but it's also a big blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, Brent, really appreciate you coming and sharing your testimony and you know, just a word of encouragement to every listener is Every believer has a testimony, and whether you realize it or not, everyone's testimony is powerful, and we're supposed to give it away often, just however and wherever the Holy Spirit directs us. So thanks for being with us today. Father, thank you, Lord, for Brent, and thank you for every believer listening, even as we speak, Lord, and thank you for the opportunity you give us all to share our testimony. Thank you for how that the Holy Spirit reaches through our testimony to touch people, to draw some people to Christ for the first time, to encourage others, to just to nudge some to recognize they need to recommit their hearts to the Lord. But thank you for the wonderful opportunity we have of being able to share our testimony wherever we go. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of boldness. Help us to recognize that we live in a world that desperately needs to know Jesus Christ and that he truly is the answer to all of our problems, all of our challenges, all of our difficulties. Help us to be about your business and being witnesses wherever we go, ambassadors faithfully shining for you everywhere we go. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks, Brent, for being with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll be right back.
music of Lincoln Brewster with Made New. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. For the balance of the broadcast, we're looking specifically at the topic, the call for available vessels, and we're uh, focusing on the importance of us living a lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship. You know, the world is full of difficulties, challenges, problems, things going on all over the place. And there are many things, you know, the headlines change from one day to the next. But the reality is, in all of the world, the answer to all of our problems, all of our challenges, all of our difficulties, the answer really is Jesus Christ. And every human being's biggest problem is not knowing Jesus Christ. And, you know, we think of this, that uh, political issues and governmental issues, we hear of war far off in, in Ukraine and war in other countries, earthquakes, um, tsunamis sometimes, things going on. But, you know, when a person dies, none of the problems on earth are their problem anymore. If they know Jesus Christ, all their problems are over. They will go, their spirit will go to be with Jesus Christ in heaven. And they won't ever have any problems ever again. What a wonderful thing to look forward to. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why do we pray that way? Because on earth, we have problems, trials, and difficulties. But in heaven, everything happens like God wants it to happen. In heaven, there are no problems. There are no difficulties. There are no challenges. In heaven, you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have bills to pay. You don't have to put new roof on roofs on houses, and you don't have to repair things. In heaven, everything happens just like God wants it to. But you know, if a person dies and they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, then the problems they had in the world pale in comparison to what's facing them because there's a place, a world called hell. And you know, as much as we as the church don't like to talk about it, we need to talk about it. The Lord Jesus talked about heaven and hell and very significantly in the Word of God. Why? Because every human being, our destiny, excuse me, our destiny is in one of those places or the other. So it's very important that we live in such a way that we're preparing for eternity. Every day, uh, on average, one person dies or three people die every second. On average, about 11,000 people die every hour. And every 24 hours, on average, around a quarter of a million people die and leave this world. And how tragic it is that many, many of those people don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they're destined to a tragic eternity in a place called hell. But all those that have given their lives to Jesus and who know Jesus Christ and who are living for Jesus Christ, again, they have this to look forward to, an eternity in a place, a wonderful place called heaven. So how important it is that we who know Christ as Lord and Savior are involved in the work of not only looking forward to be, to be going to heaven, but we should be about the work of helping to take as many people with us as we possibly can. Father, thank you for the privilege, the joy, the blessing that is ours, the opportunity to help introduce Jesus Christ to people all over the world, all over 
our circumstances, people whose paths we come across, and as we specifically go out to do the work of evangelism and discipleship, what a privilege it is to be your vessel through which you can reach to draw people off the road to hell, on the road to heaven. Lord, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Stir us to recognize the seriousness of the task you've called us as the church to, and help us to live as available vessels, vessels that you can use every day to do the work of sharing the gospel and to do the work of encouraging believers in their faith once they come to know Christ, once they are saved, encouraging them to grow in their prayer life, encouraging them to grow in their study of your word, encouraging them to grow in their life of obeying and living your word out. Thank you for the opportunity to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now I want to turn um, turn your attention to two prayers found in the word of God, which I, wa- I want to challenge and encourage every single listener to make it your goal to begin to pray this prayer every single day, each of these two prayers, because both of them are prayers that Help us to become not only more available to be used by the Holy Spirit, but to become more fruitful vessels in the hands of the Holy Spirit. The first one is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, the prayer we know as the prayer of Jabez. And the story of Jabez is contained in two short verses in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. So we're reading now 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Verses 9 and 10, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Father, thank you, Lord, for every single believer listening. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to be and live a lifestyle of being vessels that you can use each and every day. Lord, thank you for each and every one of us. Bless each and every one of us indeed. Expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil that we may not cause pain. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you may ask, why is it so important to pray a prayer like that every day? Well, again, keep in mind, just as we read in Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission is to the church throughout the world, to every believer in the world. Yet praying a prayer like the prayer of Jabez is a wise prayer to praise because it makes us even more available to be used by the Holy Spirit than we would have been otherwise. Keep in mind, God is always looking for available vessels. He's always looking for vessels that he can use that are willing to be used by him. You know, I think of this in in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9, uh, a unique verse is found there. And uh, I want you to take time to just go and read it and think and meditate on it. Again, this is Second Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9. Listen to what it specifically says. And verse 9 again, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Again, it's a portion of verse 9. Now, let me read that one more time, and I want you to think about what God is saying. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In other words, God is constantly looking for available vessels. 
He's looking for believers who desire to be used to accomplish his will. And one of the reasons being is because God talks to all of his children every single day. In fact, God often talks to unsaved people that don't even know him. But sad now, obviously, people who are not saved will typically, they'll tell God no. But you know how tragic it is to realize this, but this is very true. Too many believers that will hear God's nudging, his leading to, to reach out to someone, maybe to, to witness to someone, to give something, to bless and help someone, to call someone, to pray for someone. Too often, when God nudges or leads a believer to do tasks he's calling them to do, too often God hears the word no. Now, the person may not say no with their mouth, but they don't have to. If they say no with their actions, that's basically the same thing when they refuse to do what God is leading them to do. On the other hand, when a believer has a yes, Lord attitude, an attitude of, Lord, I'm available, use me today. And one of the reasons why praying the prayer of Jabez is wise is because basically you're through prayer, you're letting God know, and you're basically praying to be used by the Lord more. And also, Praying that prayer helps you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more clearly and to be empowered more mightily by the Holy Spirit. Note the four parts of the prayer of Jabez. The first part is, bless me a lot. In other words, you're not telling God how to bless you, but you're asking him to use you and use you mightily in whatever way, but you're leaving it up to him how he'll do that. Well, keep in mind, one of the reasons why that's so productive in the kingdom of God is because God has many things, many tasks he has that he wants to get done on a given day, but he needs available vessels. So praying a prayer like the prayer of Jabez is wise because it's a way of basically letting the Lord and the Holy Spirit know, know, Lord, I'm available, so use me mightily in this situation. So the first request is, Lord, bless me indeed. The second part, expand my territory. In other words, Lord, make me a more fruitful vessel. And of course, when you pray that way, Again, God is glad to oblige you because he's looking for vessels. He's looking for believers who will pray that way. He's looking for people that will share the gospel and reach out and give and bless others as he leads leads them to. So the second part of the prayer is expand my territory. In other words, use me more for your will and your kingdom. And the third part of the prayer is that your hand would be with me. In other words, you're asking God to place his Remember this, the hand of God is the Spirit of God. The hand of God is the Holy Spirit. And you're asking God for a fresh outpouring of His Holy Spirit upon you. And remember, ministry always happens by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're wise. In fact, it's wise for us to pray daily, Lord, fill me anew with your Holy Spirit. God is glad to do that because we do need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit every day because spiritually, you could say we leak. And we need a fresh infilling each and every day. And so the third part of the prayer is that your hand would be with me. In other words, Lord, place your hand, your Holy Spirit, afresh upon me. And then the last part of the prayer, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. We're wise to pray that God would keep us from walking into temptation or slippery circumstances or situations. Why? Another, well, one reason is because as we become more and more useful in the hands of the Holy Spirit, the devil will try to step in to slip us up to encourage us to walk into sin so that we'll be tripped up and discouraged from being used more mightily of the Lord. So praying all four, uh, 
all four steps in the prayer of Jabez daily is a wise thing to do because the Lord will speak to you time and time again and let you know, call so-and-so, go see such-and-such a person, go give Go give that suit in your closet to such and such a person or any of a number of other things. And remember, the goal is to always have a yes, Lord attitude. The reason being is because, again, when you carry this out, often God is using you to answer someone's someone's prayer, to meet someone's need, to point someone to Christ, or to let someone know that God is thinking about them. When we're willing to listen to God and be his vessels, he'll use us mightily. Father, thank you for the opportunity. You give each one of us to be used mightily of you each and every day. Thank you for the opportunity for us to carry gospel tracts, to to share our testimony in different settings as you lead us to, to tell others about uh, the goodness of God and how you've blessed us and worked in our lives, to share with others about answered prayer, how you've answered our prayers, what a privilege it is for us to invite others to church as well, all of these being ways whereby you're able to use us. More and more, Lord, Help us to be looking continually for opportunities to be used that way. Help us to always be in a listening mode, knowing that your Holy Spirit has much work to do, so much work to do, that he wants to use us many times in the course of a day as we simply have ears to hear and eyes to see what he's leading us and directing us to do. Thank you for the chance for us to be vessels through which your work and will can be done each and every day. Help us more and more to be fully available to be used that way every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, The Call for Available Vessels. We'll be right back. of Brian and Katie Torwald. He is the light. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking today at the topic, the call for available vessels. And keep in mind, God desires to use each and every one of us in many different ways. Actually, God wants to use each of his children every single day. And keep this in mind. One of the reasons for this is because there is so much work God wants to get done on the in the course of any given day, literally millions of tasks. And his eyes are running throughout the earth for the purpose of finding vessels that will say yes. And again, how tragic it is to think about this, but 
God is very used, sadly, to hearing many of his children basically tell him either through their words or their actions. They just say, no, God, I'm, this is not convenient. This doesn't feel good. I'm uncomfortable with this. And they'll tell him no. But how important it is that we live to be available vessels. Again, that verse in Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. God is looking for available vessels. May it always be our goal daily to be just that, an available vessel for him to use. So praying the prayer of Jabez daily is a wise thing for us to do. But also, praying another prayer found in Scripture, Isaiah chapter 6, is also, I would encourage you to make it your goal to pray this one as well. It's found in Isaiah chapter 6, specifically, uh, reading verse 8, it says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Now, I want you to listen to that verse as well. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Now, God had given Isaiah a unique vision in which he allowed him to step into the courts of heaven and to see what may have appeared to be sort of like a committee meeting where God is making assignments or discussing assignments. And he asks an important question. And note what happens in the midst of what would appear to be a heavenly committee meeting. He asks the question, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And notice, God has allowed Isaiah to, again, uh, in this vision, to be in the courts of heaven. Isaiah is so excited about God and knowing God and working with God and serving the Lord. He interrupts the heavenly committee meeting and he just cries out, here am I, send me. And be mindful that that prayer every day can literally thrill the heart of God because he's glad to find available vessels. And when we're willing to pray a prayer like, Lord, here I am, send me to do your will today. Do you know God is glad to answer that prayer? Every day you pray the prayer of Jabez, God will always answer. And every day you pray the prayer of Isaiah, God will answer it because, again, he's looking for vessels that pray this way. God has so much work to be done, and he needs to have, yes, Lord, servants to use to get his work done. So may that be a goal for every single listener to pray this prayer each and every day. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you've given each of us to be vessels through which you can work work each and every day, Lord. We pray that like Isaiah today, Lord, here we are. Lord, we're available. Send us this day on many more miracle missions to do your work and your will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, on the this latter part of the broadcast, I want to share at least a portion of an article. And remember, when I share articles, one of the goals is that you'll email us and say, send me that article, because I want you to have it as a reference and a tool and a resource for you to use. But also, it's something we're encouraging you to forward it to fellow church members, to family members, to friends, to saved and unsaved people as well. So the article is becomes a tool and a resource to help you do the work of both evangelism and discipleship. That's exactly what this is about. And this particular article actually was written during the Christmas season and sort of focused on that, but it's, a, it's an evangelism tool in particular. So I'm going to share hopefully all of it if we can before the end of the broadcast, but at least if we don't get to the end, 
you email us at joseph at afr.net. The name of the article is Jesus, the Answer to Everything. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Again, Matthew 1, 23. Then Luke chapter 2, verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Again, Luke chapter 2, verse 11. As we read the joy and grace-filled stories of Christmas found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2, one truth is clear. Some of the key people in this blessed story are overjoyed to come and find the babe, Christ our King. They're excited, full of joy, and filled with wonder and awe because they have had the great privilege to see the Messiah. Christ, the answer to all of the world's problems, has come into the world bringing salvation, peace, and goodwill. In Genesis chapter 3, the sin problem entered into the world, bringing with it a host of other problems and issues. When Christ came into the world, he came as the answer to all of those problems. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Again, John 3.16. God loved us so much that he was willing to give the best that he had, his Son Jesus Christ, to come live in this world and die on the cross in order to make a way for us to be saved. And he did just that. The truth is, All of us as human beings have a longing in our hearts to know and have a relationship with Christ. We just don't fully realize it. The story is told of a man who, when drafted into the army, picked up this very strange habit. He would walk around inside and outside the barracks, and every time he would see a piece of paper, he'd pick it up, read it, and say out loud, that's not it, that's just not it. After a few weeks of hearing about this soldier's strange habit, the company commander called him into his office said, Private, what's your problem? The young soldier responded, Sir, I don't have a problem. The commander then asked, Well, what is it that you're looking for when you're looking at all these pieces of paper and reading them? Well, sir, I don't know what I'm looking for, but every time I find and read the pieces of paper I come across, I realize that's not what I'm looking for. The company commander questioned him a little further and then dismissed him. The young private continued his strange habit for a few more weeks, and finally the commander had had enough. He called the strange young soldier into his office. He then told the young soldier, Soldier, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. The army can't afford to keep soldiers like you. If we had an army full of soldiers like you, we'd have a messed up army. We're going to have to let you go. The commander pulled out of his paper some, some papers and forms that said discharge across the top, signed them, and handed them to the young man. The soldier took one look at the papers and then yelled at the top of his voice, That's it! That's it! The moment he read the papers that say he could get out of the army, he realized that's what he was looking for all the time. Again, many are looking for something, and many people are looking for something in their lives, and most of them don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for meaning and fulfillment in life and just can't seem to find either. Many many of those persons look for these things in all kinds of wrong relationships. Some look for them through a bottle or through a needle. Some look for fulfillment and thrills and excitement from things they pay to do or see. But time and time again, when these individuals make the step in their lives to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their lives and are born again, something inside them cries out with all of its might, 
That's it. That's it. Jesus Christ is what I've been looking for all the time. If you find yourself searching for meaning, fulfillment, purpose, and direction in your life, and you've looked and looked but just not found what you've been looking for, then look no further. Jesus Christ is the answer. Would you take the step in your life to receive him as Lord and Savior of your life today? Today is a great day to meet Christ. And so for time reasons, we'll end the reading of the article. But keep in mind, if, uh, if you'd like to receive a copy of this particular article, again, the title of the article is called Jesus, the Answer to Everything. Uh, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share the article with you. And remember, the goal is that you'll have it as a reference for you and your family. But also, it's also an evangelism tool. At the end of it, there's an introduction and basically a salvation prayer. So if you want to forward it by way of email to someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or someone who senses and who, who apparently needs to recommit their heart to the Lord, the article is a wonderful tool for, for that. And remember this. This is not just a nice thing to do. Remember, the Great Commission is that we're to be about the work of going into the world and making disciples. Remember, every person you meet, if they're not saved, their greatest need in life is to come to know Jesus Christ. There's no bigger need no matter what else they're facing, whether it's a physical illness or a financial problem or a relationship problem. Their biggest need in life is to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior Never make the mistake of thinking other issues come before that because they don't. But once they come to know Christ, believers typically need need encouragement and strength to grow up in their faith. Remember this, the commission is to make disciples. Our goal is not just to make converts. Once you help people to come to know Christ, then we're to do our part to help encourage believers to grow up in their faith. And keep in mind, that too, again, is another reason whereby we're, we're glad to have listeners to email us to get discipleship materials because, you know, with the world of the Internet and having email, it's easy to share resources with other believers. And remember, it basically, basically costs you little of nothing. So why not email us here and say, hey, send me some of the evangelism and discipleship materials that you have. And all you need to do is, of course, you can keep and use them for you and your own family but you can forward them to unsaved loved ones, unsaved people that you may know, or you can forward them to people who you know could really use strengthening and encouragement in their prayer life. Believers you know that don't know the importance of reading and studying the Word of God every day, and you can encourage them in that. Believers who don't realize that reading the Word and obeying the Word is a critical part of being disciples and followers of Christ. These are some of the kinds of resources that we share, and remember, we're glad to share them. All we need from you is we need a request, an email. Again, email joseph at afr.net and say, please send me some of the evangelism and discipleship resources. We're honored and glad to share them with you. Hope that you'll do that. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, there may be many persons listening who've never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, this day, today, is a wonderful day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer from your heart and invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life? If you'd like to make that step, simply pray this prayer with me even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much. The 
that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be, be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, if you pray that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. And again, we do wish to share some literature and resources with you that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to receive those, just simply email us, and we're glad to share those resources with you. Or if you'd like to get a copy of the article we read earlier, Jesus, the answer to everything, same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share it. Or any of the other evangelism and or discipleship resources. Remember, that's what they're for. And it allows us to become co-workers. You and I are working together to do the work of sharing the gospel with the world and making disciples. We hope to hear from you. Once again, the email joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.